from the former convent of the Good Shepherd overlooking Inwood Hill Park in New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here, what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome actress Haley Fashoon. Originally from Overland Park, Kansas, Haley has been working consistently as a professional actor since the age of 10 and on Broadway since the age of 12. With eight Broadway shows, two national tours, film, television, voiceover work, and a guest host on QVC, she is a true triple threat. From 2013 to 14, she was seen touring the country by Bubble in the smash hit musical Wicked, where she played her dream role of Glinda and even earned a Best Actress in a Touring production from BroadwayWorld.com in Austin, Texas. She was also on the national tour of Hairspray, where she played one of the nicest kids, Tammy, and closed the tour as Penny Pingleton. Her Broadway credits include Hello, Dolly, Something Rotten, Chaplin, Anything Goes, Pal Joey, Sending the Park with George, Hairspray, and The Sound of Music. She has numerous regional and New York credits, including the originating the title role of Julianne Moore's Freckle-Faced Strawberry Off-Broadway. We're going to talk to her about her work and so much more, but first... Let me welcome you, Haley, to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's so good to see you and have you here. Thank you. I'm so honored. My pleasure. So um, first I have to say uh, congratulations to the Chiefs. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. Go Chiefs. And as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm proud you guys went on and did it. It's always a good, it's always a good mutual ad. We, we got you guys last year. You got us this year. And uh, we're happy for you guys. Congratulations. Thank but, you. Uh, big fan of the Kelsey's. Also, University of Cincinnati products, actually. Yes, that's right. So, yes. very cool. Yeah. So, you have to be on cloud nine, at least from that. I mean, my whole childhood, I have loved the Chiefs. I didn't yeah. really growing up, or I didn't grow up going to a lot of games, but I've just kind of always loved them. And then the older I've gotten, they've just not been good. And so, these last <laughs> like four years has been such a gift, I feel yeah. like, to any Chiefs fan who has watched them throughout totally. their whole life. It's still incredible that they're winning, and yeah. then now we've won multiple Super Bowls. It's truly shocking, and um, I still don't believe it. But I'm so happy for them. I'm the same with <laughs> Bengals fans. Same thing. Like Midwest, uh, we're never won anything, and we've done really well the past few years. So hopefully, we'll get our turn eventually. But yes, very proud for you all, the Chiefs, and uh, I, I'm sure you'll be back many more times with that amazing lineup you guys have. Oh God! I so hope I had so. to get that off the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> You, I could talk football all day. Oh, so, well, we'll just yeah. change the podcast around. All right, let's see. Who's your favorite player of the team? Well, I mean, if we're going by who I would like to, you know, maybe have me, take me on a date, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. Um, but it's Mahomes is amazing. Um, I, I just, I love them all. I'm just, I'm just so <laughs> proud of them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Travis Kelsey, if you're hearing, you know, the Cincinnati connection, we'll we'll make it happen. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So you found your way to Broadway uh, at age 12, the ripe old age of age 12. Um, So first, I want to congratulate you for not burning out as a child actor. Um, You know, that's kind of actually phenomenal. Uh, And second, I want to ask you, how did you find your way to the stage? So, gosh, well, growing up in Kansas City, there's so many community theater options available, not only just within our community, but at schools available. Um, It's kind of funny, once you are here in the Broadway community, if you meet anyone who's from Kansas, they're always like, oh, did you go to Miller Marley, which was my dance studio? And 99% of the time, someone will say yes. So Miller Marley also kind of bred us in a very wonderful, amazing way. Um, But I started working professionally when I was 10 in Kansas City, and it was really just through 
my dance studio saying, hey, we hear this is an audition. If Haley wants to go to it, go for it and try it. And I liked it, and so I did it, and my parents are very supportive of me. And then Sound and Music happened because uh, I had heard, again, that there were auditions. We were in New York at the time. This does not happen, by the way. Like, how my story happens, it doesn't happen. My mom called Bender's office and said, we see there's auditions. We'd like to audition. And they were like, great. (laughs) Come in. We need actors, particularly one like that. (laughs) It doesn't work this way. Um, So I got an appointment. Um, I had to sing my own song, I believe, and I think I read a few sides. And then they liked me and said, come back next weekend. So we bought a plane ticket, came back the next weekend, and I had my call back in front of the whole team. Uh, But this was actually for the tour of Sound of Music from the Broadway production. And then casting came out and talked to my parents and said, we're actually not considering her for the tour. We're considering her for a Broadway replacement. Can you guys take her to the theater? And we need to measure her to make sure that she fits the costumes and, you know, with the Von Trapp kids, like height and everything. Um, So also with kids who are on Broadway, they have to give them a growth room. And they measure me and I was a fourth of an inch too tall. So I ended up not getting it. And then a day later, they called and were like, nope, we'll make it work. We really want you. You start Tuesday. <laughs> um, so what a, what a roller coaster. It really was. A very low low and then a very high high. And then my mom and I moved to New York. Uh, my dad would come visit like every other weekend. And it was such a dream. And then the oh, show awesome. got our closing notice. So I did the last, I think, four months of the run. But it felt like an utter eternity in the best way. And uh, I did get to go on a couple times and Fantastic. it was lovely. Wow. What a, what, what an experience. Yeah. Welcome to, yeah, you're, and, did you, and you did no other like theater work outside of community theater then until that show? Um, my, so my first professional show, I was 10. Uh, yeah. it was at the new theater restaurant in Kansas city. I okay. played baby June. And then the next summer I was cast <laughs> as Pippi and Pippi Longstockings okay. at a, professional children's theater gotcha. in Kansas City. Um, so, yeah, I've been working consistently since wow. I was 10. And then at 12 was my Broadway debut. That's incredible. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of childlike roles, I want to highlight the role you played of a seven-year-old girl. Um, moving back a little bit, uh, you seem to have the market covered down there. Yeah. Um, who learns to love the skin she's in. Uh, so what was the freckle-face freckle, freckle face, strawberry experience like? It's a tongue twister. It is. Um, that was one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. We did 10 shows a week. Wow. And all of them started at 1030 in the morning because they were for children. And on weekends, I think we did uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. We did eight show weekends. So it was physically exhausting, mentally exhausting, vocally exhausting, because also playing a seven-year-old, my voice has to be in a little bit of a different pitch. And, you know, I'm not really adding vibrato in when I sing. So it's a lot of straight holding of the notes and um, the energy just always had to be there. Our stage was concrete. So then that was really rough on our bodies. Um, Which theater was it in? This was, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blank. It was at New World Stages. Okay. Um, I forget which number it was. It's wherever play goes wrong is playing right now. Um, It was a beautiful group of humans. I'm still friends with a lot of those people, but it was one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. Um, Yeah, but I would finish my day usually by, I don't know, four o'clock, and then I would 
pass out sure. at probably 7 p.m. and not wake up. And I couldn't eat certain things because it would affect my voice. And it it was really hard. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, and you didn't have a cover? I did have a cover. Okay. Um, but she also covered every other female in the show. So, you know, you want to be aware that of her health as well. And if one of you can stick it out for the show. So maybe someone else needs to take off that show, then you stick it out and it's, it's a team job. So uh, moving forward to more recent times, uh, let's chat a bit about the fabulous debut of the girl band project at 54 below. Uh, I was working, so I'm very sad I couldn't go, but I saw all the blitz uh, the next morning or so over social media and in the, uh, the trio performance, um, with you, Natalie Gallo, and Michelle West, correct? Yeah. So tell us about how this group came about and uh, and the whole performance. How'd it go? So the performance went amazing. I'll send you the YouTube link. Thank um, you. My friend Travis Nesbitt, we met the one year I was in college. He created this band called The Boy Band Project, and he created this, I believe it was seven or nine years ago, and basically just putting together all of the best of the best boy band songs selling it to bookers, you know, who book concerts around the country, cruise ships, whatever, and then they get booked up and they perform as pop stars for an hour-long show, give or take, um, just around the country. And the last couple years, he's been saying, I really need to create a girl version of this. And so he contacted me because he knows that I'm a diehard Britney Spears fan, major, major fan of, you know, late 90s, early 2000s pop music. And he's like, I'm putting this together. Would you do this? And I was like, I would give anything to be living my dream and get paid for it. So he brought Natalie and Michelle on. He brought our amazing choreographer, Katie LaDuca. And we created this show. Travis has a guy who puts together all of our mashups and music. Uh, We have to learn the music all on our own. And then Katie with her incredible choreography skills, puts the moves together, we rehearse, and we've done our show now at 54 Below. We did a couple over last holiday season, some corporate events just to kind of get the sense of how it is. But now that we've done our hour-long show, we're available for bookings. Um, yeah, for really anything, you know, we sing TLC, Destiny's Child, um, Wilson Phillips, just any of those classic girl bands. It's a true dream and Spice Girls, girl power. So it's great. Very cool. Well, look forward to maybe we'll maybe bring you up here sometime. Yes. Maybe we'll, we'll figure out a way to get you up here and do it. Um, awesome. We look forward to more of that coming up. Uh, but we had to touch on that. I'm so glad. Because um, uh, I think I remember when I first met you eons ago, you were dancing and singing Britney Spears up in uh, New York City in film. That's correct. It's always, yeah. It's just like nonstop. Yeah. You. Good for you. Uh, and we can't wait to catch the next one. Um, so let's talk about what's happening now for you. Uh, it's really just happening, just happened starting now. Um, when this podcast comes out in a couple of weeks, though, it may not be so fresh, but it'll still be happening. So you want to share with the folks what's coming up for you next? Yeah, for both of us, um, yeah. I will be in the revival off-Broadway production of Vanities, starring as Joanne. Um, it's a show about three women and their friendship starting in high school, growing through college and adulthood, and just kind of how they grow as individuals and how they grow, you know, together and apart as friends. 
It's pretty awesome. So the York Theater Company and my other life uh, is producing it. And uh, it'll be at um, Theater of St. John uh, de Baptiste down on 76 and Lexington Avenue. I believe we pre- preview March 21st and it closes April 22nd. And you can get your tickets at yorktheater.org. See, plug. The York people will be happy I did this, okay? <laughs> and um, so we're excited. It's a three-person show, and Haley's going to have a lot of work on her hands. But we're excited to have her back. She did cheek-to-cheek for us uh, in the late winter here. And uh, so, yeah, that'll be the next one, huh? Yeah. Pretty fast. Coming. Very fast. So, yeah, Vanity started as a play, and then back in, what, 2007 it became a musical? Yeah. Um, David so- Kirschenbaum did the music. Only three women in the show, so that's already a lot more that we each as individuals have to learn. Um, But then you add all the music on top of it, so it's going to be a lot of homework sessions and a lot of tea for the voice (laughs) to keep it calm. But I'm excited. It's going to be a nice challenge. It's going to be awesome. And we're coming out of winter, too, so we'll hope all that stuff will dissipate and health will be supreme for everyone, uh, including our audiences, for that matter. So we look forward to you coming out and checking out Haley. Uh, in the show. Um, and uh, I also have to mention, so it's just wonderful to have you up here being an uptown person and working on you in different, with you in different levels. Um, and also too, is that we both share the passion and love for dogs. And so you have a little mini poodle, Maisie, right? Yes. I almost <laughs> brought her today, but I was like, she'll be too much. So I can't, but yeah, she's adopted. She would steal the show. It's like having a kid or a dog on stage. You're right. It would be all about me. And she just got a haircut, so she looks extra divine. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I got her back in 2018. I adopted her from Bark Shelter out in Brooklyn, and I just am so thankful for her every day. Well, there's a big talk dog culture up here. And believe it or not, there's a group called In Wolf. Stop it. Up here, too. Um, I think John Barclay Morton's a friend of mine who used to run it. I don't know if he does anymore. Um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, check it out. Because, uh, oh I mean, I feel like it's just like you know the people's dogs' names before you know the owners' names. Yes. Right? I could name eight dogs in my neighborhood, and I don't know. The Bennett Park name. dog run is like, a, you know, big time. Yeah, you know, Maisie right? doesn't really like other dogs. She gets sometimes a little nervous. Small, tiny dogs are tough to have around yeah. the big dogs. And all that. So we don't really get to do the dog parks, which is, you Understood. know, a little sad for me because uh, I want her to interact with others. You're a social person. You know. Yeah, but we do lots of walks. Well, gotcha. And how did you find your way to Washington Heights? Remind me. How did you find your way up here? It's all I could afford. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the life of an artist. It's true. Um, but I bought my place uh, right after I finished the tour of Wicked. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted a place that was large and beautiful and something somewhat affordable. Yeah. And I found it and I love it. I, you know... I lived on the Upper West Side beforehand, so to come from there to up here, it felt like a pretty natural progression, and um, I love my neighborhood, and I love my apartment, I love my neighbors, Um, yeah, and it's it's like special little gems, you know, that we've, you and I have been talking about off camera, but um, it's nice to feel a sense of neighborhoodness instead of like you know, a, a New York City version of that. It's like, oh, it's my neighborhood. I come home at night after work and I go to my neighborhood. Well, people like you in the neighborhood make it happen. And so we appreciate you Thank being you. here and spending time with us. Yeah. And uh, is there anything else you want to share with me coming up in the year? Uh, you can divulge or you want to hold off on that to some other time? Oh, gosh, there's one job I have coming up this summer that I really want to talk about. But I don't think I should. I, I probably am not allowed to yet. So okay. maybe stay tuned. So, so where can people go to find out more about that job and their work? Yeah. 
Yes. Um, all of my socials are my name. It's at Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y underscore Pachoon, P-O-D-S-C-H-U-N. It's it's a long name, I know. But, um, <laughs> but it's yours. But it's mine. And I think it's great. So that's well, where you can follow me. Well, so do we. And so listeners, you have your marketing instructions. Follow her and see what's happening in her world. Uh, well, thank you once again, Haley, My for pleasure. being our guest today on this Artist Spotlight episode of In What Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in northern Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Many thanks to the Church of Good Shepherd here in Inwood for hosting us and to Heightsites.com for uptown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate or via Venmo at Inwood Artworks. Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Self Fresco, Pop Art Galleries, live performances, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council and Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.